Welcome to Madam's Hoes and Gigolos, a podcast about the history of sex work and the historical events surrounding sexual revolutions. I'm your host, Heather, and with me are my friends, Connor and Anthony. Together, we've created a bi-weekly podcast discussing all topics about a timeless taboo, the history of sex, sex work, sexual revolutions, and sometimes scandals. And most times scandals. Yeah, I, you're right. We actually do very little talking about sex workers, but today we have a very special episode. Yes, and we it's do. About what? Legalized prostitution. Well, it's about yeah, something like sex that. Workers. Legalizing prostitution. No, I'm not sure. What are we talking about today? The Heather? fact that Heather is pro legalizing prostitution. Uh, are we uh, all? Get all. Get your money where you can. Amen, sister. So what's going on, guys? Not much, not much. Just you know, living the dream, living the dream. What What's been going dream? on with you? Everything's been going on. Everything. Well, let's hear about it now that the it's the music's come down a little bit. Oh, here, yeah, that that saxophone. Now you guys are setting the mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Hey, I have a question for you guys. Okay. Do you guys get emotional when you hear the climb by Miley Cyrus? <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. You don't. I don't. I don't, even, no, I don't know the song, no. but I certainly don't. I can I, almost hear it. No, no, no. no I'm no. ready to shut your mic voice off. Inside <laughs> <my> head. <laughs> it's not Luke Bryan. It's Miley Cyrus. Yeah, I know. Well, hold yeah. on. He always like shuts me out when I start singing Luke Bryan in the microphone. Can oh, I? Ask? It's just when you start singing in general. <laughs> <laughs> That's true too. Can I ask a follow-up question? Why do you ask? <laughs> well, because now I'm like back on dating apps and stuff. And so okay. like I was talking with the guy back and forth and that was one of my questions. I was like, do you ever get emotional when you hear Miley Cyrus, the climb? <laughs> and he blocked me. <laughs> that was, that was one of your getting to know See, you. Why did he block you? He didn't even have to hear you. <laughs> he blocked me. I don't know. I don't know why Connor doesn't why is like that your so singing. Offensive? I, I think you should belt it out again for us real quick, just in case. I can almost hear it. Or is it <laughs> Okay, it? so for any guys that are the interested, please go to like tinder.com <laughs> slash daddy's disappointment. And make sure you don't block her. It was plenty of fish, guys. It was plenty of fish. So, I'm, I'm still tainted by <laughs> tender. And y'all know why. So you're, you're getting to know this guy on plenty of fish. And he, you're going back and forth with questions. And you ask him... If he ever, <laughs> if I asked he him if he ever gets an emotional when he, listens, when he to, listens to the climb by Miley Cyrus. And he straight blocked Blocked you. me. <laughs> <laughs> no reply, no response, nothing, wow. just He's a fucking block. Clearly struck a chord. <laughs> yeah. Apparently he, did, he didn't get you. It was so random. Yeah. Is that disappointing though? Is it like the one that you, you couldn't have? No, it was so funny. I was like, wow, somebody is super sensitive over Miley Cyrus. I don't think yeah. it's Miley Cyrus. I think that there's two types of guys that you'll find on dating apps. There's the ones that are the emotional ones. And then there's like people are looking for an emotional connection and then a sexual connection. And as soon as you brought up emotions, he's gone. Speaking of, of... He clearly doesn't know who I am. Right. Now, if you asked him instead, do you ever get a hard on while you're looking at Miley Cyrus music videos? He would have He would have not blocked you. You know, did I ever tell you about this one time where I started getting all these dirty messages from men? So instead, I set up a fake profile of a furry dressed in lingerie mm -hmm. and started messaging them back on my fake profile that said, do you ever get excited when you see Bugs Bunny dressed up as a woman. How many positive responses did you get? 
my profile got shut down in 24 hours. <laughs> so what I learned from that lesson was men can send me derogatory comments sure. and, and everything, and it's fine. But if I post a picture of a furry and start randomly messaging men, asking mm-hmm. if they get aroused looking at Bugs Bunny dressed as a woman, I get booted from Plenty of Fish. <laughs> Another guy from, from the past, my, my birthday party guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, he uh, just wanted to send a quick message that, you know, you know, because he heard oh, hi, John. He heard the episode and he really wanted to thank you for saying that he's not creepy. Because I, I think the, the number one thing that any guy wants to hear is that they're, they were nice and not at all creepy. It wasn't personal. I was just a mess. And I can I'll re- reiterate that. Like, no, I'm not giving you an excuse. It really was me. He wanted to send that message. I told Aww. him I was going to see you today. And I wanted to see if he wanted to come with me. But then I said, he's not allowed in the studio, just in case everything, <laughs> anything ever happens with you too. Well, did you tell him sick. I stopped drinking? So if I made out with him, it'd be for real. <laughs> he would remember and not run outside. I would outside. remember. I was just at the camp. <laughs> A couple of weeks ago, actually. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I'm glad. All right. He he deserved that. Well, piece. he is waiting in the car right now, actually. <laughs> well, you can send him to mine. <laughs> hey yo. All right. I've got seat warmer, so if he farts, there's a problem. All right, John. Is <laughs> gonna spontaneously combust? Oh, you just sprung that one on me. <laughs> so, anyway, she is blushing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it takes a lot to make me blush. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about our topics. Are we gonna we... talk about prostitutes? That's... Do you have you ever? What is your experience with prostitute? Like me and Connor have talked uh, in previous episode about uh, about prostitutes and in our run-ins. <laughs> yeah, and and that, that was yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the one I showed the one in New Zealand. You had one in Vegas. Yeah, I've I've met a couple where we were of both pimps. where we both had to we figured it out the hard way. Sort of. Yeah, yeah. I thought she was just having a nice conversation with me. <laughs> but what is your Heather? Um, mine is actually quite disturbing. Oh, okay. I have actually <laughs> been um, solicited for prostitution when I was multiple times at 13 and 14. Oh, really? Shit. Yeah, I remember I was walking down the street once and- um, Out this, here? Uh, where I live, yeah. Wow, okay. And this guy picked, like pulled here over- Here in this area that we all live in? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. This guy pulled, this old man pulled his car over and asked me if I needed a ride. And I remember just like, no, no, I don't need a ride. Like just so scared <laughs> like, yeah. for ventilating. And then one time in Germany, I was like looking at something in a window and this person came up to me and started babbling German to me. And I was like, I have no idea. And then they opened their wallet and start handing me money. Did and you I'm just 13. take it and walk away? And I was like, what is happening? Because they're speaking German. And I'm like, huh? What? What? So I went back to my family and the German family we were with. And I told them what happened. And they said, Oh, they thought you were a prostitute. Oh, they wow. wanted you to follow them. <laughs> Did you keep the money? Yeah. Yo, yeah. Oh my gosh. I had the money in my hand. I was like, this person just came up and gave me money. You and thought it was like a German version of like a quinceanera. No, like when you turned 13, random people I thought they thought I was homeless. <laughs> and that's why they were giving me money. I had no idea the other. I just thought, oh, they see that like one wow. of those Sally Struthers kind oh, of. That's pretty what's, awesome. What's with the guy out here? So like, you're totally right to feel scared of this guy. But yeah. But, like, what made you think he was soliciting you and not just... 
Why else would an uh, old man pull over to the side of the road and say, hey, do you need a ride? Well, I mean, what if, I mean. When you see a child walking around. That that could be like sex trafficking, but I mean like. Stranger danger, hello. For real, yeah. Yeah. Um, But I mean, have you ever encountered like a gigolo or Oh, I've been asked to be an escort. Not, not, I mean like, have you ever engaged in prostitution on the other end of it? Have I ever paid for sex? <laughs> have you sex? ever paid for sex? That I is a not, question that I've um, never asked a woman before. I have not paid for sex financially, but we I have pay paid for, for, for it emotionally. <laughs> that, that, that's just a relationship, though. <laughs> sex ain't free, y'all. Have you ever compromised your morals because they just do that magic thing with their tongue? <laughs> <laughs> Which magic thing? That twister. Well, everybody knows that move, right, Connor? <laughs> the twister? No. What's? Am I gonna have to <laughs> Google this? <laughs> Please do. Please Google it Isn't right it now. Isn't it an American Pie? <laughs> yeah, I think they call it the tongue tornado. Oh, I'm gonna have to Google yeah. tongue twister and end up on page like fifty-five. Yeah. So I have a song in my head. Do you know what it is? Because I always sing songs. From what we were just talking about. Yeah. What triggered? Mm. What What song was just triggered? Gosh, I don't know. She moves her body like a cyclone. <laughs> how, did I not, how did I not guess that? <laughs> what the hell is that? Is that Astro from the Jetsons? All right, so. <laughs> That's yeah. the song. <laughs> so the answer is no, you've never paid for sex with money. Not with money. Okay. I might okay. have bought shoes or something. Did you ever have like a pleasant conversation with a, with a prostitute like Connor and myself have? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but usually they're my friends, anyways. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, like... so you have friends in the in the sex work industry. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I know you do, but I mean, but you have friends who actually are prostitutes. At one time, yeah, 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 right. yeah. And now she's a vegan mom blogger on YouTube. Oh, I know her. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> actually, she said she would come on. I just never hit her up. I I can't wait. I'd I'd love to hear how you the transition from. Prostitution. How do you to, go from escort porn yeah. star yeah. to mommy blogger? It's actually it's probably not that No, it's easy to figure out what the crazy of change a transition. Yes, when you yeah. have a child and you're at home, that's when you start being the mom blogger. Sure. Well, she did this way before. Oh, is that her? That's her, yeah. I want to see if I I do know this person. I do yeah. not. See, this I is... know of her. What, you follow the mom blog space? I knew her uh, of her before the mom blog space. <laughs> Not, <laughs> oh, okay. In her, she's an adult film star, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you know the different I don't, stars? I don't know her personally. Right, okay. In the well, flash I mean, you kind of implied that you did, but yeah. Um... Well, are you are you shaming me for my knowledge of the adult film industry? <laughs> no, I'm I'm impressed. <laughs> I hope not, Connor. Because there's there's lots of uh, stars out there. Sure, and, uh, sure. You know, but, but some are a little more recognizable than others. I think she was pretty famous. I would I have love a question to. What? That's probably in in your literature, <laughs> which you always get mad at me for. I never get is, mad at you. Is Nevada the only place in the United States where prostitution is legal? Currently, now, yeah. yes. Okay. Huh. Yeah. The only place. Yes. Except for Clark County. That's Except for in, Clark County. That's Nevada. Well, right. that's, yeah, but that's where Vegas is, and that's where it's not legal in Nevada, correct? Yeah. I will tell you how 
what are the parameters of it prostitution being legal in today's episode are there loopholes that's there what are. i want to know okay because mm -hmm. if you can have like gambling isn't legal in California, but we have like Indian casinos. Or like oh, those things where you just get a eBay gift card. <laughs> <laughs> Roses on Craigslist. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Wait, that, or if you give, that's real? if you give gifts or something like that, is that because you're not exchanging money? Can you give something? Can you, can you barter for sex in the United States? I mean, I would think so. We're getting way too far ahead here, but yeah, then why doesn't everyone do that? Yeah. Why cash transactions? Why not take a something of equal value? I think if if you take any form of payment for sex, that's considered prostitution. So if you take a gift card, like a Visa gift card, unless you have a video camera recording you, and yep. then that's your your First Amendment right? Yeah. And if you have a pimp, that they probably wouldn't be a, very happy with that. <laughs> like. <laughs> I work for nobody. A gift card to Wood Ranch. <laughs> right, right. I mean, but but those rolls are fucking amazing. They are. They are really good. All right, all right. I'd have sex with those rolls. <laughs> Enough of our 15-minute intro. <laughs> it's the oldest profession in the world. It's been referenced in the Hebrew Bible. Ancient Greece referred to it as porn, which is the integral part of the word pornography ancient rome practiced prostitution and even within the ruins of pompeii there are pictures of positions thought to be a menu in a brothel in 1161 a member of parliament from henry ii introduced regulations allowing the bishops to license brothels and prostitutions in that area it's a it's a long time ago yeah bishops <laughs> that's a that's like clergymen right yeah you know so clergymen were allowed to like I don't know why that's still shocking to people. <laughs> Clergy <laughs> not is, is, is getting some and has been forever. Forever. They make the whether, rules. Whether they're not supposed to or they're supposed to. But And who they're supposed to give it to? They are getting A's. It wasn't until the end of the 15th century did attitudes begin to harden against prostitution. An outbreak of syphilis in Naples during 1494 swept through Europe and by the early 16th century, the association between prostitutes, the plague, and a contagion emerged, causing brothels and prostitution to be outlawed by secular authority. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense why they would shut down the industry. <laughs> On today's episode of Madam's Hose and Gigolos, we are going to discuss prostitution in America, from brothels in Nevada, and to that time, Rhode Island accidentally legalized prostitution. Mm-hmm. Accidentally. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that guy was like, whoops. <laughs> yeah. Lazy politics. <laughs> Between 1910 and 1915, prostitution was made illegal in almost all of the United States, largely due to the influence of the Women's Christian Temperance Union, which was also influential in the banning of drug use and was a major force in the prohibition. Prostitutions remain legal in some rural counties of Nevada, including areas outside of Las Vegas, and by an oversight for 30 years in Rhode Island. Brothels have existed in Nevada since the old mining days of the 1800s. Nevada's prostitution is strictly regulated and in areas away from rural areas. Prostitution is illegal in Clark County, where Vegas is located. So prostitution is not actually legal in Vegas, despite Anthony encountering one in Vegas. Yeah. In prior episode. In my hotel room. In his hotel room. Well, it wasn't my hotel room. It was the bachelor's hotel room. But. Okay. 
Despite there being a legal option, the vast majority of prostitution in Nevada takes place illegally in Reno and Las Vegas. No way. You had an illegal sex worker. I did. Well, I didn't I didn't Whoa, have her. I, I she was in the room and then she oh. left. <laughs> but, but, but the strip shows are legal. Yeah. yeah. So again, uh, well just to go back to what we talked about. So you know those people flick cards on the Vegas yeah. Strip? Yeah, they're not strippers to your room, even though everyone says stripper to your room. Yeah. Yeah, they just, they, they're prostitutes, but the advertising is stripper to your room. Hey, let me ask you something. When uh, I was in Vegas for my cousin's bachelor party, we had one of those, those guys flicking the business cards and mm -hmm. handing it to us. And he was like, no, man, you call these girls. I got girls that will lick your balls from behind. And he kept using <laughs> that term. And I didn't realize that that was a thing. Is that a, like... Is that like a thing? Why are you asking me, first of all? Because <laughs> oh, Heather doesn't have balls, but maybe she knows the move. Is that like a normal, like a a power move or something? I've never heard, well, no, I've never heard anybody like request it, or I've never been like, hey, like my balls I, I, from is behind. Is that even physically possible? Yeah. Of course it is. Like, I, I would imagine that my Hold nose on. would just be Hold caught on, up in someone's taint. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it's the same. I, I mean, that would be the My nose is in somebody's taint if we're 69ing, right? Currently, there are 21 operational brothels in Nevada. It has been an uphill battle for legal brothels to be recognized as a business. In 1937, a law was enacted requiring weekly health checks for all sex workers. In 1942, President Franklin D. Roosevelt issued an order to suppress prostitution near military bases, affecting the red light districts of Reno and Las Vegas. This was during the time of World War II. In 1948, three years after the war was over, this order was lifted, but Reno officials tried to shut down a brothel as a public nuisance. This action was upheld by the Nevada Supreme Court in 1949, and in 1951, both Reno and Las Vegas had closed their red light districts as a public nuisance, even though brothels continued to exist throughout the state. Throughout the years, Vegas had tried to shut down brothels on technicalities. Like what? That it's a nuisance? That's I don't know. I don't have those answers. Oh, okay. I, think I, I don't I, think I, I have those I thought, answers. I don't know. I thought it was what was next. I thought he was helping <laughs> you into... Oh. But I guess maybe. Yeah, a segue? Could no. <clears throat> It's illegal to advertise a brothel. Though challenged on the grounds that it violated the First Amendment rights in 1981, the Nevada Supreme Court declared it to be constitutional. The ban on advertising it? Yeah, they're not allowed to advertise. Huh. Maybe that's a technicality. Interesting. Maybe I am answering your questions. Yeah, okay. So so they can't have like billboards and like not even like Facebook ads, Instagram ads or whatever, but... Well, they had I, entire TV series like on HBO, like Cat House and stuff, and that's more educational. Was mm. that? I mean, would that be considered advertising? It's not right. advertising, but I like, guess kind of is. But how did you know about it otherwise? Yeah, right. Brothels and sex workers are subject to federal income tax and also pay local fees. Nevada has no income state tax, and brothels are exempt from state entertainment tax. In 2005, brothel owners lobbied to be taxed in order to increase the legitimacy of the business, but the legislators declined. In 2009, the Democratic then-state senator, Bob Coffin, introduced a bill to apply a $5 a day tax for customers buying prostitution services. 
With an estimated of 400,000 customers in Nevada brothels each year, the measure was expected to bring $2 million. The bill failed and the committee vote and didn't move forward in the legislature. Even though sex workers and others in the industry voiced their support for the tax, Republican Governor Jim Gibbons had earlier expressed his disapproval of the bill. I'm not a supporter of legalization of prostitution in Nevada, so by taxing it, there's recognition of the legality of it. And that's all I want to say. And that's all I have to say about that. Right? Kind of sounds like a... Forrest Gump. (laughs) So, I don't understand the $5 per day tax for customers. So, if you see a prostitute once a month, is that $5 per month that you pay? No, as a customer? Uh, that would be like they they were going to for customers buying if, if they were going to I think what it is is if they're going to buy is it per for the customers or for the for the That's, yeah, it says, or is it says it, per customer. Oh, they have to pay $5. The the sex worker has to pay $5 per person a day. So if they're if they have sex with five people, they have to pay $25 that day. So they have to pay $5 out of that cut. Running a brothel in Nevada requires licensing, which can can range depending on the county and brothel size. Not everyone who applies can get one. It's an extensive federal background check. Investigation reporting fees are $4,000 paid by the brothel. License and business fees that are paid annually. The business license is $356,000 in Lyon County. Jeez. That's just for a license? <laughs> That's just for a business license. That sucks. The room and board tax, $12,000. Silver Springs Medical Center, $26,000. And that's where they run all the, the, the tests for the workers. Over $50,000 for licenses for employees and working girls. Employees and working girls who live in Lyon County pay personal taxes. And these figures were given by Madam Suzette Cole, who took over the Bunny Ranch after Dennis Hoff passed away. Wow, so these are all annual expenses. We're looking at mm-hmm. four, you know, four hundred thirty thousand bucks. Well, that doesn't even include running the business. That's not even like having like the the rent and the payroll. Uh-huh. It's that's just like uh, the required fees. Sex workers must also pay for weekly STD tests and sex worker registration cards, which vary in price by county. Nye County charges. Sex workers $150 each quarter to register, plus another $150 annually. There are 97 sex workers registered in the county for the current quarter. They must be checked by cervical specimen for gonorrhea and chlamydia and monthly for HIV and syphilis. Furthermore, condoms are mandatory for all oral sex and intercourse. Brothel owners may also be held liable if customers become infected with HIV after sex workers have tested positive with the virus. Wow. Brothel owners can be held liable if a customer becomes infected. I'm more shocked of condoms are needed for oral sex. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense because you can still transmit STIs that way, but I know. Someone clearly had never had a condom taste in their mouth. 
Yeah, like who would want like a, <laughs> not for the for the guy with the condom on. I like feel Anthony, bad for whoever's like giving it. Anthony's agreeing, like, yeah, condoms taste bad in your mouth. Dude, I mean, have you ever no? Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's but like, I, uh, come on now. I mean, you've opened one up and you can smell like the latex nasty whatever, right? Would you want to put a balloon in your mouth? Like No. It's Do you fucking... want to put the dick in your mouth? Okay. Well, I mean, I don't want to put either, but, I mean, but sometimes okay. I just what, suck it up and say, "Okay, just." But again, you're talking about so. If you're a sex if, worker, if if you if, if first you want to protect yourself, yeah. I mean, if you are into uh, oral sex with another human being, like then yeah, you wouldn't mind doing that. But no one wants to put a latex nasty thing covered in spermicide in their mouth, right? And just gross. I agree with you. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gross. Gross. It's gross. Yeah. Okay. So, and so, would you even feel it? Like, yeah. Because there's different sensations. It's there's not just the friction. You're also feeling the pressure and the uh, temperature and the uh, movement. Like, you know, there's just there's like other parts of it. Waste of time to me. <laughs> okay. So, so let me ask you this: as a as a customer, yeah. knowing that you're the uh, the twelfth customer that day with this girl, yes, and uh, all she was doing was was blowjobs. Would you all day? Yeah, and oh, you were, poor John. Condom, yeah, yeah, yeah. Condoms or no condoms? Yeah. So if you were like number twelve, would okay. you feel better knowing that uh, she's not using them on anybody? I, you know, I think if I was in a brothel situation, I would try not to think that I'm number twelve. First of all, okay, but you have to think that you're probably. She loves you. Uh, you are taking away from the the fantasy element. Yeah, I know. Where people but, go to brothels. But you have to imagine that you're number fifty for the week or thousand sure. for the year or something like that. Sure. Do you feel better knowing that uh, she's being safe with everyone else? Well, of course. I think if you're okay. if you're if you're going to. Um, go to one of these establishments, I think you want to try to be as safe as possible, I would I would assume. Right. Right. Unless you just don't give a fuck. And then in that I've met some pimps too, like in, in Vegas. And now I realize that, that was like kind of a dangerous part of town. This is like Fremont Street, like we walked past like oh, the well lit yeah. area. Yeah. And we had some guy come up to us that's, you know, doing this kind of thing with his hands, like the Mr. Burns thing. He's like, Y'all looking for a girl? Who do you want? Yeah. And, uh, and, and my friend who was, uh, two of us were walking at the time and, uh, instead of like, no, 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 things were good. He's like, I don't know what you got. And he was, you know, told us like his whole roster mm -hmm. and that's the, that's what they did in Mexico too. Let's see. We were in Rosarito beach and this guy came up to us trying to, trying to sell pimp us out. his girls. Yeah. Pimp out some and he's ladies. like, he's like, yeah, we got Latinas, we got Weras, we got Negras, we got Chinas. Like he's given us this whole thing in Spanish. Now this was right outside, you know. A place that we thought was a strip club. Every place in in Mexico is like a strip club slash brothel, right? So whether it's legal or not. So you're saying that when they offer to take you into the back room for a, a private dance, and they have three options: thirty, sixty, and ninety dollars. I've I've heard that. Yes, to answer your question. Okay. Yeah, that's more than a show. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 not like going to Deja Vu in North Hollywood. It's it's like you get taken to the back room and. Huh. get to do stuff but okay. i wouldn't know the one guy in our group that got the show that did that was the the married guy he went in the back room yeah so yeah he probably had donkey show something like that <laughs> hey, that's a myth right <laughs> i don't know i've never why i've never guys, seen why do you look at me like i would know because <laughs> you know stuff you do know stuff <laughs> you do a lot of research
I, I don't I've know never, I, I have never, I've real. never seen a donkey show in person, so I cannot confirm nor deny. But yeah. I've been to places where they, we ask them if they have the donkey show. They're like, yeah, yeah, come on in, and then they don't. Yeah, they just want right, to get you in. They just want to get you in the door. Yeah, yeah bait and switch. That was one of the things I miss about Tijuana and drinking <laughs> was the uh, walking down Revolution and having them like try to get you to come into their bar by giving you free drinks everywhere. It was yeah, like, the bouncers you know, one are... guy's like, two for one. The guy across the street's like, three for one. And then the guy down the street's like, four for one. We're like, sold, <laughs> that guy. Yeah, the big bouncers are the ones trying to get you in the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they won't let you leave. Yeah, that's what I liked about it. I'll, I'll never have that again. <laughs> I want to go back to what we were just talking about with the uh, the tests. The, yeah, the HIV tests and then the other tests for uh, what, chlamydia and gonorrhea, whatever, for the sex workers. I think that in this like post-COVID world where we like to be able to go to work, get on a flight, like we're taking COVID tests all the time. Mm-hmm. Why don't they, do they not test the uh, the customers? Is there like an easy way to test and make sure that the customer is safe? No. No. Because no. I think that violates their their rights. Does it? Yeah. Well, well, and how reliable could that actually be, right? I mean, so I don't know. I mean, like, because you have to get a full like blood panel, right? Do you? And then there's no like cheek swab or no, No, not for an STD. No. On December 11th, 2009, the Nevada State Board of Health unanimously agreed to add urethral examinations to the guidelines, thus allow male sex workers to be tested for sexually transmitted diseases. Brothel workers are all female, with the small exception of the shady lady, employed the first and only male sex worker briefly in 2010. Wow. I'm really surprised to hear that. Really? Heidi Fleiss was actually trying to open up a male brothel, but they kept shutting her down. What was it going to be called? I I saw the the documentary on it. Oh, I don't remember. Gosh, it was a good documentary, though. Was it? Yeah. They really, they really had it out for her. Yeah, they really did. I think she finally decided to leave yeah. recently. Yeah, she stopped. Because they, they, someone shot her bird and they did nothing about it. Yeah, I mean, she, she was. She does like parrot rescue or something. Yeah, and yeah. She, I mean. It's exactly true. She does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I mean, I. it's kind of like it goes back to why, why sex workers don't go to the police because there's never protection. And right. she's not even a working girl and she's still not getting protection. And she was really good friends with with Dennis Hoff, right? Yeah. And and even with that connection, like she couldn't get her her place opened. The, the name yes. of her place it was it was a stud farm. Yeah, as she called it. Uh, the name of it was Heidi Stud Farm. Heidi Stud Farm. I thought it was something clever, like you know, cocks and balls or something like that. No, but <laughs> she does own a uh, Heidi's cocks and balls. She does own a twenty four hour coin operated uh, laundromat in Pahrump. Called yeah. Dirty Laundry. Ah, see, that's clever. It is Heidi Same. Stud Farm and Dirty Laundry. Like Dirty Laundry kicks Heidi Stud Farm's ass. Yeah, that that's a good name for a, a yeah. laundry mat. Age for sex workers varies between counties. Nye County requires sex workers to be at least twenty-one years old, and in Lyon County, they must be eighteen. Hmm. So it depends what county you go. You know, I, again, I mean, I get it. Uh, 18, 21, those are, but everything just feels so arbitrary. Yeah. When it comes to certain things, like 
Why 21 for certain things when it's legal? Yeah. When you're legal, when you're legally adult yeah. as eight, at 18, you know? Yeah, but legally you're you're an adult at 18, but mentally you're still a child. Well, I And mean, it kind of like, it, it just feels like gross that like someone can go to this county and get a, a barely legal girl, you know? It just, it just feels very predatory to me. I feel like they need to raise. But strippers can be 18. Can they? I believe so. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Can sure. they? Yeah, why? Why? Yeah. No, well, I mean, no, you have because to be, you have to be if they serve be alcohol, you have to be twenty-one to get in. So you can't. They're not they serving to, alcohol though. At, at, not at full nude. Right, but I mean, is there? Is everybody in the building have like? I thought if no. you were serving alcohol or a patron, you have to be twenty-one. But you can be. In I a, think it's in a place. so heavily regulated because it's a sex worker industry there yeah. that there's there's probably a lot of more a lot more loopholes that they have to sure. jump through as opposed sure. to somebody working at a TGI Fridays. The, the <laughs> age requirement <laughs> the age requirement doesn't apply to topless dancers, only full nudes, which means the uh probably probably twenty one then, right? Um well no, the topless ones No, uh, full nude has to be because full nude is the only well they no, don't no, have you're, no you're right. The other way okay, the other way around. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, so yeah, they can be 18. So you can be 18 in one predatory side of, of sex work, but uh -huh. not another. Yeah. <laughs> what are you looking at? Uh, this is actually for, for New Orleans, but, uh, the city's ordinance prohibits strip clubs that serve alcohol from hiring anyone under the age of 21 to perform on stage as a dancer. Huh. But again, loopholes. They yeah. could be like one of those shot girls. No, but then they'd be serving alcohol. They couldn't do that. Shot, 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 <laughs> shot, 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 shot. <laughs> Everybody. So there was a time when, when prostitution was legal in Rhode Island because of an oversight. And because of this oversight, public health and public health safety substantially approved as a result. The statewide incident of gonorrhea among women declined by 39%, and the number of rapes reported to police in the state declined by 31% between 2004 to 2009. Wow. Wait a minute. Okay. That's during the time that it was legalized. When it was legalized, you're telling me that gonorrhea went down. Gonorrhea went down. Mm -hmm. And the and number sexual of assaults rapes went down. went down. Well, hold on a second. It doesn't... Just to be clear, what did you say specifically about gonorrhea? It doesn't say... The statewide incident of gonorrhea among women declined by 39%. Right, so that's that's less women reporting getting gonorrhea because I guess there's a higher percentage of fewer women having sex with more guys in these brothels rather than just you know spreading it around. But I wonder if that made it go up in men. What do you mean? So you wait, like, like I, if the sex workers were the ones catching it. But I, I think that doesn't that reflect that? Yeah, I think the sex they're workers using were using protection. protection, and people were going to these legal brothels at this period of time and having safe sex rather than unsafe sex. I, that would be the hope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think. But I, I mean, I feel like that's what those stats are saying. <laughs> It's a peculiar story that's largely left out of the current discussions. 
To understand how Rhode Island became the only state in America to to decriminalize prostitution, you have to go back to the mid-1970s when a powerful politician and devout Roman Catholic named Maddie Smith helped advance the cause of a former sex worker named Margot St. James. Matthew J. Maddie Smith, then Speaker of the House of Representatives, a social conservative, he protested abortion with a lapel pin that depicted a tiny a fetus's tiny feet. Wow. <laughs> he told a journal of reporters he was worried that Roger Williams Park, where his father had once mowed the grass, was becoming a hangout for gays. The West End was part of the Smith's district, and he called the prostitutions there. He called the prosti- he called the sex workers there sickening and despicable. St. James, the founder of the sex workers' rights women group Coyote, call off your old tired ethics. That's what Coyote that's stands what for? That's what Coyote call sounds. Call off your, your old, old tired ethics. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Okay. All right. The group argued that the statute was so broad that it could prohibit sex between unmarried adults. Back then, prostitution in Rhode Island was a felony, punishable by up to five years in prison, though most convictions mostly involve small small fines and probation. Residents complained that streetwalkers flagged down cars at nights and days, and their customers cruised the neighborhood with their windows down, soliciting wives on their way to work and girls waiting for the school bus. Hey, that sounds like your story. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) By 1979, as neighborhood groups pressed the police to step up patrol, the trial opened in the civil rights lawsuit filed by St. James Group. St. James flew from San Francisco to Rhode Island to testify before the U.S. District Judge Raymond J. Petnine. Have we, have we talked about these guys before? They seem so familiar. We have not mentioned them by name. At issue is how much power the state should have to control the sexual activity of its citizens. Ralph J. Gonola. His, his name looks like it says gonorrhea. I know, I almost way. said gonorrhea. <laughs> Ralph J. Gonorrhea, Providence lawyer. <laughs> Providence lawyer with Margot St. James argued that prostitution law was so broad it failed to even mention money. It could make sexual relations between unmarried adults a crime punishable by a $10 fine. $10 fine doesn't seem so bad. Yeah, but if why would you want to have a fine every time you, you were you were having sex with your boyfriend well my boyfriend your girlfriend wait like, it's, it's not the same person <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this is a hypothetical Anthony. Uh, what <laughs> what are you guys involved okay. in that sounds like it costs more than ten dollars and the person who initiated the offer of sex he argued could be charged with soliciting and facing up to five years in prison so even so according to their law even though we're in a relationship, if I said, hey, Connor, let's go, let's go fuck. I'm soliciting sex from you and I could go to jail, even though we're in a relationship, even but we're unmarried and, okay. and we're unmarried. This is the law that was written by um, Ralph J. Gonorrhea and you no, have to pay $10. No, Gonorrhea get... is an attorney. Okay. So what a Gonorrhea Arguing do? the law. Oh, gotcha. So you get, but this you get was a caught. law written by Maddie Smith. You get caught having sex with your significant other mm-hmm. in public or otherwise. No, in your own home. Who's so, gonna catch you? 
But I mean, like your neighbor. You're looking could, at the technicalities. Probably... It's the technicalities they're picking apart to dismantle this law yeah. that they're trying to build. Mm, gotcha. What year was this? 1979. 1979. The year I was born. The year I was born. How about you, Connor? Nope. <laughs> you were still swimming in your daddy's sack. Ooh. <laughs> I'm a 1980 baby. That's right. <laughs> All right. So, okay. Yeah. Continue. What did Gonorrhea do? <laughs> He's a good guy. Oh, I mean. <laughs> Canella. Oh. The state, Canella said, had no right or duty to regulate such private activity between consenting adults. The lawsuit also alleged discrimination in how the law was being applied, citing data that showed the Providence police were arresting female sex workers far more often than their male customers. After four hours of testimony from witnesses, including a sex worker identified only as Jane Doe, each side rested its case. And that's something we see a lot, where it's always the sex worker who's getting arrested and not... The guy soliciting. Right. Even they're both equally responsible. Sure. That kind of arrangement where two people are having sex, yeah. But in the case where somebody is distributing child pornography, who's more responsible, the person who buys it once or the person that sold it 30 times? Well, and, and there's also, you know, drugs as well. I mean, are yeah, you okay. a drug trafficker or are you just caught with having some drugs on you as two different things, right? right. So, so being a drug dealer, there's so, there's like a hierarchy of... of right, so if you arrest the the John, right. he you, you got one person looking to buy off the streets, but if you arrest the, the, the woman, right. you know, that's... 50 transactions she could have had that week. Look. Do you arrest the, You said like, child who? porn and now I have R. Kelly playing in my head <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a little mad right now. <laughs> hey, was that was, was that it, his thing? AJ nothing but a number. <laughs> so oh, mine is down low. <laughs> I, you know, again, I think we talk about this often. R. Kelly comes up and so does Michael Jackson in our conversations a lot, but I just feel icky. Like, I, can't, I, can't. I, I can't. I actually, I fully deleted every R. Kelly Did song you? from my music catalog. I think yeah. I only ever had one, and neither of you have mentioned it. I had a few albums, and I've, I've it was at Tyrone. Deleted it, deleted it. What? What was that? That when a woman's fed up? No, yeah. no. Oh, it was a remix. The, the remix, ignition remix. Ignition. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh um, yeah, there's some scandal surrounding that one. We can talk about. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, you, you go you go back to all of those they, songs, they, and they play, and you yeah, just feel they, gross. They like, filmed, just feel gross. They filmed that. After he was, he was charged. He flew out and oh. filmed that video. You guys will hear more about that later. <laughs> I'm sure. In a new, in a next episode, in a future episode. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like you know, and I know people can separate the art and the whatever. Like people still listen to Michael Jackson. I still find it a little creepy. Like you can't do it. Mm. You just can't. It's unfortunate. <sighs> Why did? How did we get here? You're miss, missing out. <laughs> what on R. Kelly or Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson. <sighs> Am I? I've been listening to Michael Jackson like nonstop for 42 years. I think I'm. I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Yeah, we, right. we kind of get uh, it. Uh, I'm done. All right. We're gonna if if we're gonna I'm, go I'm old going school. I'm going to stop because I've had enough. I'm done. Well, done. Uh, well played, sir. As the 1980 General Assembly session opens, Smith said he'd make it a, his priority to get legislation passed to help rid the neighborhood of prostitution. 
the way to get prostitutes off the street, the judge told the residents, was to change the law. Make prostitution a misdemeanor crime instead of a felony. To speed up prosecution in the courts, Judge Petnine was still working on his decision in the lawsuit when the General Assembly unanimously approved a bill introduced by Smith to amend the prostitution statute. To amend the prostitution statute. The amended law, it reduced prostitution from a felony to a misdemeanor, allowing cases to move through the courts more quickly. And it even added the phrase for pecuniary gain in the section of harboring prostitutions. But in rewriting the law, the drafters deleted a section that addressed committing the act of indoor prostitution. What? So in other words, what would be considered prostitution was not defined in the bill before creating a loophole. Indoor commercial sex establishments had the same licensing regulations that all other businesses in Rhode Island did. In Rhode Island, sex workers could work from homes, hotels, or agencies like spas and massage parlors. Okay, so I'm sorry. Continue <laughs> before I get into this because I've, I've got sex, questions. Sex could legally be solicited online on sites like Craigslist. Okay, so... As long as you didn't have a building that said brothel or whorehouse or cat house. As long as you didn't as advertise. As long as you didn't advertise. And as long you as could, you weren't outside. You could operate a hotel that was a legal brothel, but just call it a hotel yes. or a massage institute. As long as it was happening indoors. Yeah. You were good. Hmm. All because they accidentally fucking deleted something. Oops. <sighs> and this is, they, and they missed this for a period of about five years. 30 like, years. 30 years? 30 I years. Said, I thought it said like 2000, right? When, when, when was this? 19... Can I finish the story? Like no. 70. This happened in 1980. They rewrote everything. 1980. Where did I read it earlier that it was like 2004 to 2000? That's like two generations of like congressmen that came and went and they're like, are we cool with this? Well, nobody paid attention. And with this loophole, explosions in the internet ads, the number of massage parlors involved in prostitution in the city and elsewhere went up from just a handful to more than 20. In 2003, prostitution charges filed against four women that were arrested in a massage parlor raid at two Providence spas were dismissed after attorney Michael J. Caselica cited the 1998 Supreme Court ruling successfully arguing that Rhode Island had no law against indoor prostitution. So as STDs and sexual assault crimes were dropping, the law was so vague it didn't define age limits, to therefore it was legal for minors to dance in clubs as long as they were home by 11.30. What the hell kind of rules are these? This was a major oversight by our government. How are they so vague, but so specific on stuff like that? Miners can go out dancing until 11.30? Yeah, that's going to stop it. Yeah. It was at that point did the state of Rhode Island push to recriminalize prostitution and also passed a human sex trafficking law preventing minors from working in the adult entertainment industry in 2009. It took six years for state officials to officially outlaw prostitution and almost 30 years to recognize the loophole accidentally created by super conservative... Matthew J. Smith. Oh, Maddie. Wow. It's the same guy, huh? Maddie Smith. Maddie Smith, yeah. That was, yeah, that was the, that. What a. Did I confuse you when I told that story about how he fucked it up? 
Well, no, you called him Maddie Smith before. Now he's Matthew Smith. So you're giving. Well, him we're the we're giving him the fucked up name now. Yeah. yeah. You fucked up, Maddie yeah. Smith. It's like when your parents are mad at you and I'll they're never like, call him Connor, your name, your name, your name. Yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> what does this do? What does this do for your thoughts about prostitution in America, Connor? It still doesn't make sense to me. Like, I remember, you guys have heard uh, George Carlin talk about it. Yeah. Where he says, uh, you know, I don't understand why prostitution isn't legal. Right? Mm-hmm. He says, selling is legal. Fucking is legal. Why can't selling fucking be legal? <laughs> Absolutely. He's it, right. It, it doesn't make sense to arbitrarily say this type of business is against the law. Especially because prostitution is one of those things that you can argue is a victimless crime. Now, unless there's sex trafficking or something involved. but Right. Well, it, it seems to become... Uh, better for the industry and the safety of the industry if it's if it's legalized, right? I mean, yeah, again, if it's if everything is done, you know, outside of the law, it makes it less safe, and it let, it, it, it ensures that the people who are running it are you know usually bad people. Well, they like to. No thought of the girls' safety. The lawmakers or boys, and right, politicians like to le- shouldn't like, say boys. <laughs> don't say girls and boys when you're talking about prostitution lawmakers and politicians like to loop sex trafficking in with sex work and it's really hard to pinpoint statistics of sex trafficking because we really don't honestly know you know there there could be more we know about we you never really know because it's so seedy but they like to to mix it all in into one thing when it's it's they're they're two separate things but they're all throwing it in together. Like this is why prostitution is bad because of sex trafficking right. when they're t- two separate, separate things. Sure. Like a woman, has, a person has a right to choose how they want to make their money and what they want to do with their body. Now, if there's sex trafficking involved, that is bad, obviously. But, you know, the way they weaponize this to conservatives is sex trafficking, do it for the children, blah, blah, blah. Well, and it's like we we can't, uh, apparently we can't have laws that are specific enough to be able to root out that part of it. And like the difference between like a lonely guy who has trouble meeting women who every once in a while goes to another consenting adult and pays them money to fucking Jeffrey Epstein, you know, like, (laughs) like we can't, like uh, the law is so ambiguous that those have to be in the same category. Like that's fucking stupid. So so you're saying that we should have two laws, one that says prostitution is legal and the other one that says sex trafficking is illegal. You can do, yeah. I mean, does that, that seems impossible, right? (laughs) Actually making a law that makes sense like that, you know, or two laws or three. And it sounds like people within the industry are willing to, to do what it takes to have it regulated, whether that means they go for checkups on a regular right. basis and get cards like they do in Nevada. So it's like, right. okay, if they're willing to take these steps and treat their body like their business, which it is, then how? <sighs> like, again, you can you can regulate the fact that, you know, two consenting adults can have sex for money and, and be able to keep yeah, children safe from sex trafficking or, you know, it is probably um, safer for me to hire somebody to fuck me versus 
going out and picking someone up off the street or <laughs> even calling somebody in my phone to be honest or fucking like <laughs> fucking somebody on tinder you know what i mean right. like yeah i mean you you know, know at least you know they're them. a professional and you right. can ask for references and well, shit technically you know? he was a professional remember that so how do we do this you know like i, I have no i have no willingness or i don't want to go see a prostitute or anything or a sex worker um, but I think it should be, how do we legalize it guys? The three of us, I think what do we, we do? Have, I think we have to lobby for it. We have to bring awareness to the situation. We have to give people the benefits to it, right? Not just as far as like being happier, yeah, a uh, happier populace, mm -hmm. but to let them know that, um, in areas where there is legalized prostitution, uh, crimes against women, mm -hmm. rapes yeah. go down. The sex workers are happy, uh, healthier because they're not. Uh, the industry's not going away anywhere, right? But if it's legalized, they're regulated, and uh, and they're uh, well, healthier. I would think that that like guys who are aggressively like not getting laid would just like mellow out a little bit too. Well, right? I feel like the government that would works. try to say, "Oh, well, we're doing this for your safety to this to the sex workers." They would try to gaslight the sex workers into, well, yeah. we're doing this for you to keep you safe. Yeah, well. But uh, the only reason why sex workers are so vulnerable is because number one, they don't feel comfortable going to the police. And number two, the people who are, are their predators know this and that's what yeah. makes them so susceptible. I mean, even if we go back to Jack the Ripper, only one was an actual sex worker. The rest were just women hard on their luck. But it was easier for Scotland Yard to say, were, oh, yeah. they're sex workers. <laughs> That way society shunned them and they didn't have the pressure. And they're silent. I'm thinking about how yeah, we change the world. He's got that, that thinking face on there. Yeah, how do we I, change the world? Do we just like, yeah. I don't know, maybe Eric Clapton and Babyface get together on a song <laughs> and say change Amazing how that came up world. again. Yeah, it totally <laughs> did. So I, I told you guys about that uh, New Zealand story and she shared with me some of the, the rules that they have in New Zealand and the fact that it's legalized there Originally, people weren't into it, and um, when when the uh, prime minister suggested it, and uh, yeah. then they kind of have a uh, the sex workers have like a symbiotic relationship with the police department. Yeah. So that like the cops kind of roll by and they ask her, "How are things going? Anyone giving you a hard time?" Because like now you've got the ladies kind of like patrolling the streets. Instead of like shaking them down, now they kind of you know check I mean, in on them and then also are able to find out about some shifty walkabouts and it's also right? kind of yeah. like what we learned with the chicken ranch that they, the yeah. the police can use it to their oh i have to talk oh you gotta talk in the mic see how uh, angry he got at you he's like hey <laughs> hey stop that he wants to hit me hey, stop Just talking like like that. <laughs> it's kind of like what we learned in the chicken ranch episode too where like that could be a source of information for right. law enforcement too yeah, you know because yeah. they're on the streets they know things they hear things and and it kind of it could be a benefit relationship in every movie I've ever seen in like action movie in the 80s the criminals always go to sex workers on their days off always yeah all right huh. they're just easy to talk to <laughs> there's some truth to that there a lot of the guys who go there just yeah. want someone to talk to yeah and then they start you know saying you know I'm gonna rob this bank tomorrow well so that is kind of a, a brief uh, journey into the somewhat legalization of prostitution in the United States. Just Only. one, well, one and a half places. Yeah. Because it's no longer No longer in Rhode Island. Island, yeah. But wow, but fascinating stuff. People have been talking about legalizing it 
here in California and in other states as well. So I wonder if it's going to kind of go the way of legalized marijuana where we kind of start opening up to it. I don't know. I, I think that once you um, start giving uh, empowering women to be entrepreneurs, uh, men have a problem with that. So probably won't happen for a long time. Okay. Well, uh, I do have a charity for today. It's unrelated to the sex work industry, but we were talking about uh, incarcerations. And there's an organization called the Brandon Chandler Foundation. So it's at brandonchandler.org. He was a guy that uh, actually went to high school with us. He was a, uh, a graduate uh, a couple years after us. And um, there's so many people we went to high school with that like have done productive, great things. And we talk about sex. Yeah. <laughs> so the, what, what, the, what this organization does is uh, they basically provide uh, kits for people that when they get out of prison, uh, it's basically a backpack that has like a change of clothes. It's got like a bus pass for, for like the month. It's got uh, like a subway gift card so they can at least go somewhere That's and so get awesome. a bite, bite to eat. Oh, that is and awesome. A, and a calling card so that they can call somebody. Because a lot of these people don't have somebody waiting for them on the other end. Right. Right. When, when they right. walk out. So uh, I guess as always, uh, check out the, uh, the website, brandonchandler.org. Click on the support link and whatever donation you make, we're going to go ahead and match that. If you enjoy listening to this, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora. You're such a professional. And for the love of God, you know, just five-star review. You know, Connor loves seeing five-star reviews, so please make his day. Click on those five stars because we all know you love the content anyway, but it, 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 it inspires us to keep creating more. I have that $5 footlong jingle stuck in my head now. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Love you. Bye. Ya.